You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. going on guys welcome to another episode of pure pleasure with dewey halpas on jabberjaw media i am dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this week's been a rough one guys um i lost my dad on sunday uh sunday evening it's been a 12-day battle after open heart surgery um the doctors finding out how poor of shape his organs were in once they got inside there um, it was his second open heart surgery, so they couldn't tell beforehand because of all the scar tissue. But once they got inside, they realized, you know, how bad his organs were. And um, the first thing the surgeon said when he came out of the the out of the operating room to my mom was, "It'd probably be best if he went in the next four to six hours," which is something you don't really want to hear uh, from your surgeon after a surgery. But that's where we were at, and that was, you know, twelve days ago. And well, more than that now, but on Sunday it was 12 days past and, and he fought and he fought hard and, um, Sunday, everything was fine in the morning. I headed home to Portland to be with my family for a little while as he was still recovering. And I got a call when I got back to Portland from Seattle, uh, to come back. So, um, anyways, I've been, I've been having a tough week. There's been so many people that have reached out to myself, my family, um, whether it be through Facebook, Instagram, email, telephone, just an incredible outpouring. And, 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 you know, to be honest, it still doesn't feel real. You know, it comes in waves, the pain comes in waves, you know, I break down, then I'm fine, then I break down, then I'm fine again. Um, you know, it's, it's still settling in. Um, and I, I sitting here thinking about what to do, Um, the funeral's not until Friday and, you know, I want to put out an episode because my dad loved the show. He loved music. He loved what I do. Um, and 
I was just thinking, you know, he would want to be sitting on the couch where I'm sitting, listening to my show on his iPad like he always did. And so I thought the best thing to do was to put out an episode. So I'm going to do that today. Um, you know, sorry for all the details in the beginning. I just, I need to get that off my chest and, and put it out there. I know a lot of uh, listeners may not follow on social media and not know what's going on and why I've been offline for the last couple of weeks, but that's where I've been. And, and uh, yeah, so speaking of people reaching out, um, one of my, my good friends, Yvette Young uh, from Covet, you guys have heard her on the show before, and that's actually how we met. Uh, Monica at Speakeasy connected us to do an interview, and we hit it off, and, and uh, talking to Yvette about Dad and, uh, you know, all he loved her music. Uh, once I turned him on to it, he, he loved it, and they were actually, I think, in Seattle the day before, and, and uh, I didn't know. And she reached out that they were going to be in Portland and if I needed passes and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry to miss it, but I'm up here with my dad. And, you know, she said, I wish I could have come and played for him, you know, while I was there or, or something. And what a sweet, sweet person Yvette is and the whole band, the whole band's just amazing people. And so I thought it fitting to uh, this first episode after dad's passing to release my part two conversation with Yvette Young because he would have loved to hear that. And, um, just, yeah, I, I think it's fitting. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me through this, you know, on, I may do a tribute episode or something later down the line when I'm feeling a little, feeling a little, uh, more on top of things, a little more in my mind. Um, but I just wanted to put this out there and, and get something out there to you guys as well. And, you know, in dad's, in dad's memory to, to get another episode out and stay the course you know, and not let it get too far behind because um, it's something he really enjoyed. And it was hilarious. He'd always write, he tried to review the, the he was in his 70s, he was trying to review the show on iTunes. I showed him a couple times because he's like, man, I really want to put a review up there. And I was like, well, I can show you how. And he kept sending the review through the website, peerpleasurepodcast.com. He would send it. So I'd get an email notification that someone sent us a message. And it was from my dad, Big John, and he would write this huge review of the show and thought it went to iTunes and would call me up. He's like, hey, did you see my review? It's like, yeah, I got it in an email. He still couldn't figure it out. He never did. <laughs> but anyways, Pops loved the show. He loved Covet. He loved Yvette. And I know you guys enjoyed that conversation with her too. So this part two is going to be fun uh, and I'm excited to get it out there. So Without further ado, guys, thank you so much for all the support and the emails. And I mean, keep them coming. It just really helps the family, helps me um, knowing you guys are out there. But without further ado, let's get into this conversation with my good friend, Yvette Young from Coven.
I feel we've been here before. <laughs> this we is have. Uh, okay. We're good to go. Awesome. Well. Well. Yvette Young, second time in the hot seat on the Peer Pleasure Podcast. Welcome once again. Thank you. <laughs> Hope I don't screw this up. Oh man, couldn't be any worse, right? No. <laughs> oh man. We'll see about that. Yeah. Well, the cool part about this. So last time we interviewed, um, you guys were playing same venue. Well, same building, mm-hmm. smaller venue. Now you're playing the upstairs crystal ballroom. But last time, I think it was before the set, and this time it was fresh after. So I got to watch what you do best, and then we get to talk right afterwards, which is awesome Hell because yeah. I'm coming off that right now. Like it was, it was awesome. Thanks. Very good. So, and we already had people come up and, and chat with you about the show, and, <laughs> and uh, which we were talking about earlier. We were talking about that, like when people. Um, well, first off, something really funny happened while you were playing. So there's a security guard. He, I don't know if he's standing out there. He's got, like, dreadlocks. And uh, he was literally sitting in the chair, but, <laughs> closing his eyes and just loving every second of the set. Aww. But he was literally, like, having a religious experience. Like, his eyes were kind of rolling back in his head. And it wasn't like he's he falling asleep. Drugs? I don't know, but he was literally just like, oh, yeah. Like, oh. I almost... I took a couple quick videos of, of your set oh, okay. for Instagram. Oh, shit. I almost moved the camera over, but I was like, no, he's going to open like his eyes and zoom. see this. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was hilarious. I was just like, man, because I couldn't see the crowd. Because where I was backstage, I was right next to that. Ah, well, no no one's going to know what I'm talking about, but there's a there's a curtain, and it's right next to it. So I had a good view of you guys, but I couldn't see the crowd's reaction. So watching him, you know, because he's in between. He's a loader, I think, That's for the so venue, funny. and he's literally just like, yes. And then the guy next to him was bobbing his head, so everyone was into it. Oh, I always yeah. like converting the staff. Like they don't really know <laughs> what they're in for. Yeah. And then I always get a good. I I feel good because they probably see a lot of bands go through, and they probably like ah like been there done that constantly. So it's probably like. I don't know. For me, it's promising when they're like, that was cool. Or like, I enjoyed that. Because I'm like, hey, you've seen a lot of shit. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> if you can impress, it's like going into a record store, like across the street, there's a record store. And you go in there and you're asking for something. You're all nervous because you think they're going to think you're an idiot or something mm-hmm. or, or hate what you're asking for. But Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's all, it's, yeah. And Portland's, Portland's crazy like that with, with being very pretentious in a lot of ways. But oh. especially guys at venues. I worked at a venue for years. And uh-huh. I was like, who's playing tonight? There's how many bands? Oh my god! Oh my you gosh. know, like, oh, it's Mushroom Head and like seven other bands, or like. <laughs> you or know what's it's funny <laughs> is the name Mushroom Head has come up to me on this tour like more than five times. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know what it is. How? I have no idea. Someone was telling me. I, I've seen their posters places. Someone was making a Mushroom Head joke the other day. I had a student who um, toured with Mushroom Head, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then you just mentioned Mushroom Head right well, here. Well, there so. you go. I don't know. Maybe my li- everything in my life is is pushing me towards Mushroom Head. Yeah, you should you should go there. You should go to Mushroom Head. I should join Mushroom. You should Head. join Mushroom Head. I should quit COVID. What would your mask be um, if you joined a band that wore masks? What would that be? Oh man, that's a flat out question. I don't ask questions on this show. Ooh, that's a flat out question. I think I'd find like I'd want to make it really brutal because I'm like not a very brutal person. Okay. So maybe like I'd find a bunch of roadkill and like. <laughs> Blew it to my face or something. 
or googly eyes. I would just spend, okay, I got it. Every day before my set, I would have my TM. I'd, I'd say TM, and then I'd hit a triangle, and then my TM would come <laughs> rushing over. And then I would have a bunch of, uh, googly eyes would be on my rider, and okay. there would be like a an entire basin filled with googly eyes. And my TM would just meticulously glue googly eyes over my face. Actually, over my entire body, okay. except my fingers, because I need those. So, <laughs> so it's a process. It would take probably three or four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like but. Kiss. Kiss takes two hours to put on their makeup. Really? And they do it themselves still. Man. After all these years. DIY, right? Am that's I right? That's crazy. <laughs> that's, a, that's an insane mask. You should put Google guys on your fingernails anyways while yeah, you play. Maybe and the just outside. see how long it takes people to notice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It would be a certainly disorienting. <laughs> I would say, I would go on stage and be like, hey guys, all eyes on me. There you <laughs> go, there you <laughs> go. And Ba-dum-tsh. then I'd start my set. Tupac, where you at? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so that was a straight up question. That's this yeah. is, We're, we're going to start this way. We're just going to so, talk about random shit. Well, well, yeah, what the hell? We, I love it. Before, we, we went super deep last time and maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we covered a lot of ground last time. We talked for a long time. We were talking just before we started recording about, you asked me what my last meal would be, or death row meal. Oh, yeah, death row meal. Or, uh, yeah, Yours and I was said a chicken, chicken fried, fried steak. steak. And you said what, mussels? With uh, maybe garlic white wine mussels, because fancy, or like a nice cheese and olive platter, because also fancy. I just, I like it. Or like really good fruit. I like fruit. Okay. You like fruit good enough to be a last meal? Yeah. Maybe I, I don't want it to be very heavy. You don't want I to think, die full. I think when you die, don't you like, like, I'm sorry to be. Shit your pants. Yeah, you evacuate <laughs> your bowels as as politely as I could say. You evacuate yeah. them. Um, so <laughs> I don't want something gnarly. You, you know? don't want to make it fun. No. Right? For the, okay. No. Or interesting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just your Something revenge. super spicy. <laughs> terrible and your last words could be did that come out wrong oh my god <laughs> or, or do you know who the fuck i am that should be your last words that's horrible yeah do you know who i am <laughs> google me google me that's well, if it. i ever say that please just end me oh god that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we okay so this is this is awesome because <laughs> so many random things we so when i came in Saw you at the van. We went inside. We talked about all kinds of crazy stuff. One thing I wanted to talk about uh, was we were talking about the code, which I mentioned, which I don't think David uh, had heard before. We were mm-hmm. talking about getting introduced to someone super famous or, or uh, put in front of someone super famous or, or, in your case, possibly getting a contact information for someone really famous mm-hmm. and how to proceed. Um, but I wanted to tie that into... With what you're doing now, you guys are getting bigger and bigger. Every show's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, we're Seems really like tour. eating too much junk food on the road. You know, we're yeah. just expanding. But like inside. when someone comes, when someone comes up to you, like earlier, someone came up to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You act so genuine because you are, and it speaks to your character, and that's something that I've always, since I've known you at least and followed the band, admired is that character. I can <laughs> tell you love what you're doing. You can tell you you appreciate it when someone comes up and gives you a compliment, um, or tells you you know something you did you know help them out, change them, whatever. Especially with that last episode we did, so many emails and you got comments on it and I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't it weird that so where you are now you can do something and it influences all kinds of people and you have kind of a, a big 
a big following and a, and a, and a strong voice, you know, in music and uh, in art in general. But I find that fascinating. Does that, between the last chat and now, do you feel any differently towards that stuff? Like, do you, do you, you've probably had some weird things happen or some interesting things happen, but, uh, like, how, how has that changed for you when, when the shows get bigger, tours get bigger, more people and more people are coming to you with either genuine things or non-genuine things, I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You can kind of tell the difference, someone that just wants to talk to you because of what you do mm-hmm. or someone that just wants to, you know, talk to you. Yeah. How do you differentiate between that? With, I asked you like 17 questions there. <laughs> but like, you can tell the difference when someone wants to talk to you because you're Yvette Young from yeah. Covet and someone that wants to talk to you at a Starbucks. Yeah. You know, because they think you're interesting or My something gosh. like that. Like, is that a weird, I ask people this a lot because it's, it's a weird thing to be in a room with a bunch of people that know who you are, but you don't know them. Yeah. So they have that advantage. Yeah. And how you, how you navigate that situation. Well, okay. So I'll divide this answer into two sections. I'm just telling you this so I can outline my sure. thought out response. Sure. Um, the first, the first question, what I gathered was, um, what has changed between the last time we spoke mm-hmm. and this time? And after like, you know, growing and doing more touring and meeting more people and having just like more things happen. So there's that. And then the second question is, how do I differentiate? How do I like navigate this weird world where some people talk to me as like an artist that they like see on the internet and then some people talk like talk to me just because they want to like talk to me you know yeah like um, hey nice shirt at a starbucks or something yeah. like where'd you get the where'd you get those shoes or, yeah like we were talking about socks earlier like hey cool yeah. socks you know like something like that where it's just small talk but they have no idea what you do yeah um yeah. okay so the first question um the first part of that i will say um, one thing that's changed for me, okay, first of all, I'm just constantly astounded and like, I feel like my brain can't keep up with like how my life is progressing. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm still garage band Yvette. Like I'm still like, Hey guys, let's play in a freaking garage bar show this week. You know, like, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I feel like I never progressed from that just cause it's like, everything is so fast paced and, um, I'm with my friends and we're all from like such humble beginnings. Like all of us are just like people who wanted to do music or like were interested in music, didn't ever dream of doing it professionally, maybe hope for it, but like never like thought it was possible. And we're all just like here on this wild adventure. Like it's, it's, we, I was just talking to this with my band, talking about this with my band yesterday. Like it seems like all of our heroes and all of our peers that we like were, i sorry, all of our heroes and everyone that we like worshipped or thought was like this untouchable person when we were in high school we're like pretty much peers with now or like even friends and like they'll come out to shows and we we have these friends that we take we put on the guest list for shows and we act all cool around them but then when they leave we're like "Ah, can you believe he was just here like we're like you know high-fiving and we're being dorks about it and like god forbid these people ever see or know (laughs) but like literally we'll like group hug and be like dude that was so cool like the the whole ride back wherever the next show is we're like like elated we're just like i and then I, I've had some of my heroes like follow me on Twitter and stuff. And for me, I'm like, social media is like stupid, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, when your hero notices you on the internet or like cares enough to like give you a follow, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I will be writing that high for the re- Like, they don't know how good that makes me feel. Just because like, yeah, I, I have like 
I have idols. I have people I'm just like, wow, like I, I freaking adore everything. I have this platonic appreciation and love mm-hmm. for this, this person and what they stand for in art. And like, I, I aspire to be like an iota um, as good as them, you know, like just, yeah, these crazy thoughts. And it's like, for me, it's, it's insane to think like some people could possibly even think about us that way i'm like no way like we're fucking plebs like don't don't even think of us that way but like you know people come up and they like they're so nervous you know they can't even press the camera button sometimes i think it's so endearing and cute but like yeah to me i'm just like what the hell like that's so wild and so i'm constantly trying to process like I, I don't ever want to get used to it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I feel like when you get used to it, that's when you stop being grateful. That's when you become cynical and bitter and jaded. And I feel like every single time I tour, like some people are like, another day, another tour, right? Am I right? Like everything is the same, blah, blah, blah. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't feel that way. Like I've done a couple of tours. I've been at this for maybe like three years now. Um, and before I've been playing music for longer. I feel like every tour I like learn so much more about myself i develop better communication skills people skills organizational skills um interpersonal things i learned how to navigate this tricky industry where sometimes people don't have the best intentions i learned oh, how to yeah. read people more i used to be so naive I used to be like everyone is my friend yeah now i'm just like no that guy wants something or like yeah. maybe i shouldn't tell this guy too much because then he's going to use this again you know it's yeah. like it's like game of thrones like you, you can know spot like, it now yeah so you don't know who your allies allies are but at the same time, it's a, it's a really, it's a big community, but it's also a small community in that like, if someone's shitty, that word also travels. So it's yeah. like you got to know which friends to befriend and who's like who to be careful around. Yeah. Usually, people kind of like out themselves after a while because word gets around. But sure. um, yeah, that's been a huge learning experience to me, just to like read people better and yeah, be a better communicator. It's so humbling. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, like this could have been so much better if I had just like you know said this or like done this in advance so it's like every tour is a learning experience um and i love meeting people like i love one thing i've been doing on tour is giving guitar lessons Mm -hmm. and um i love that because sometimes like it takes me out of my own head first of all being a teacher is a a freaking beautiful thing because um as i think i mentioned to you last on Mm -hmm. the last podcast i teach art yeah yeah so teaching music is another thing where it's like it forces me to confront my inadequacies and like places where i don't really have a justification for why i do this or a rationale for why i think this way and i have to verbally convey it to someone i have this like weird language in my head about how i go about composing songs but like being forced to have to explain that weird language to someone like it really makes you dissect it to like the nitty-gritty parts and it's been a great learning experience there and also hearing some of my students like the things they write i'm just like so inspired like i've been doing a lot of songwriting sessions on this tour uh-huh. those are my favorite kind of lesson because we get to take something where they're stuck and they don't know where to go and we just play around Interesting. with we just play around with i'm like what do you hear like sing something use your voice like your voice is your first instrument so mm-hmm. We've been doing that, and then I get like emails or like texts from my students, like, "Hey, I finished the song because of our thing." So that makes me feel so good. And it's like, for me, I'm just like, "Wow, this person is so talented." Like, it also makes me realize, like, it it, it really is ability, but also it's being at the right place at the right time. Like, I meet so many talented people on the road, mm-hmm. and it's like I really have so much love and appreciation for what they do, but they just don't have the social media going or maybe they just don't care for it Mm -hmm. maybe they don't they are very shy debilitatingly shy which i can relate to yeah maybe you know even like your economic background takes a huge role like some people don't have the money to like 
you know, travel or like buy gear, yeah. you know? So it's yeah, like yeah. all these factors go into it. So for me to think one moment that I got here just because of skill alone, like that's kind of naive. And I feel like, yes, it is skill, but also there's like so many other factors. It is luck. Mm-hmm. And it also is having like a certain personality trait, I suppose. Sure. Um, being pleasant, being nice. Um, and being smart, I suppose, being able to read people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just been such a cool, humbling experience. And every tour, I meet new people, and I hear about their life, and I'm just like amazed. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow. Like I'm inspired too. I'm just like, wow. I want to live a life like you. You know, like you've got your apartment decked out. Like I teach in people's apartments sometimes yeah. before the show. I'm like, your apartment is filled with like so much great art. Like I want to go home and fill my room with great <laughs> art. And they'll tell me about their hobbies and stuff. And yeah. I, I feel like I get a glimpse outside of my bubble. Like I'm in such a music bubble. I'm like, you build motorcycles for a living. You do printing, like screen printing for a living. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like I get to learn about all these other worlds out there too. Um, sorry, I've been rambling. I no, just, that's fascinating I'm because very, I, uh, this is an interesting idea. Have you run into, I mean, that's kind of, now it is, almost sounds dangerous sometimes to do that, like it, when you show up at someone's place or something like that. And yeah. Have you, have you had something happen where, not not specifically, I guess, but where you got either creeped out or like a like a vibe like, oh, these people didn't necessarily, like they just wanted to hang out or yeah. like, has that happened to you yet with this it, kind of thing or has it been pretty genuine? It's tricky. Um, it kind of ties into the second part of like, how do I navigate yeah. people yeah. who want to talk to me versus people who want to talk to like they vet on the internet or like want weird some want something out of me? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Being a female too. I mean, it just seems almost kind of risky as far as. Yeah. Okay. So to answer the creepy question, yes, I've encountered people who who have maybe. No one has ever had malicious intentions, but I have felt uncomfortable around people just because the way they stared at me or the Uh way they were, like, trembling or breathing heavily. Like, it just made me feel a little weird. But I think I would have felt less weird if people were around. I've learned to, like, always tell my team where I am. And I, like, if I feel weird at all, like, I will just, there's a text away, you know? Yeah. Um, But so far, everyone's been really pleasant and respectful. I've only had one instance where I felt a little unsafe, but he didn't try anything weird like it was just like i kind of felt a little bit put off by mm-hmm. like his body language sure and that's just maybe my spidey sense like oh this guy will maybe lock me in a basement yeah. and wear my turn skin. you into a mask for mushroom yeah. head yeah though man yeah what a great fate yeah uh, he's got muscles cooking and he's yeah, like all right yeah. well, we're gonna enjoy mushroom head together <laughs> forever <laughs> oh man yeah i'm sure i'm gonna probably encounter more of that i just have to be more careful um yeah vetting people yeah exactly and, uh, that's yeah tying to our question earlier also mm-hmm. about like the like how to read people and how to t- like navigate that weird world where some yeah. people want something um i remember you know i started feeling pretty jaded like doing this as a living i don't know how many people can relate to this but for me personally I found that keeping friendships and making friends is actually really hard these days mm-hmm. due to multiple factors. Number one, you're never in the same place. So I have a bunch of internet friends, but it's not like I see them. Yeah. I want to go home. I have a bunch of friends who I really love and care about, but I just don't really get to see them because when I'm home, I just want to be alone, you know, because yeah. I get a week home max. And uh, 
yeah, it's, I rarely get to see these people, so then we kind of inevitably drift apart. And I feel like a bad friend because I don't really get to see what they're doing on the internet that mm -hmm. much. I'm like, so I just post and leave. I never really like linger on social media. Yeah. Um, and I just feel kind of like lonely and alienated a lot of times. Like, I feel so lonely actually, just because, um, you know, the only people in my lives are people who do music and my bandmates. Yeah. And I love my bandmates so much, but sometimes I crave like a little bit of diversity. Um, and that's why I really like going to students' houses or like talking with my students sometimes, asking mm -hmm. about their life, because yeah. I get to like get at the slice of something else. Sure. You know, some of my students aren't musicians or like engineers or they like are doctors or. Um, you know, uh, coaches for sports, and I'm just like, whoa! Like, tell me about your life. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. One thing I I've been really scared of is uh, kind of like stagnating or just becoming too enclosed in my own bubble of music. And one mm -hmm. I've also felt like since college, I've stopped learning new things. Um, I'm just surrounded by music, and I really would like to keep myself in check with that because. I think one of the things, one of the goals for myself is I'd like to be well-rounded. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're constantly around like one thing, it's really difficult to have conversations about other things or like learn. And it's also really easy to develop an ego mm -hmm. because you're just like, oh, I'm at the top of my game right now. But then, yo, know, like in the grand scheme of things, there's so many people killing it who are like better than you and who are like hustle more than you, who yeah. like have way more experience in the world with you. So, yeah. than you, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing I've thought about and then I remember I also, in addition to feeling lonely, I've also felt pretty jaded sometimes because I'm like, like this person only is talking to me because they want me to like advertise this or they want to like yeah. use this for this. And yeah. I remember I actually had a really great conversation with, um, uh, I was, I was just hanging out with Willow Smith one day and like she was like we were talking I asked her I was like that's crazy that you came out to like just hang out with me yeah like that's insane aren't you scared that like I don't know you don't really know me like you don't really know me too well you just know me from the internet mm -hmm. and like you know I can't believe you're here <laughs> like you picked me up and stuff like that's wild you must encounter so many people who want something from you you know yeah and I asked her how she deals with that and her answer like stunned me she's like I mean, that may be true, but I don't like to think like that because it makes you into like a negative person. And I just don't like to view people that, that way. If I can mm -hmm. help someone, I'll help someone. And I was just like, wow, like that, that's great. Yeah. Like, I f it's graceful. Thing. It is graceful. And mm -hmm. it's like so like thoughtful and like, um, she has a good head on her shoulders, yeah. you know, despite It's simple. Everything. It's logical. It's, yeah. It like it's and it got me thinking, like, yeah, it is all about, like, your mentality going through this. Because, like, it's easy to get cynical and jaded and be like, oh, like, I'm not going to make any new friends or anything because everyone just wants something. So, mm -hmm. But then I think you stop yourself from growing. And I think, like, you stop yourself from having a lot of really valuable experiences. Yeah. Of course, got to take it with a grain of salt. You're not, you shouldn't befriend someone who's going to, like, <laughs> skin you and lock you in the basement and, yeah. like, force you to have their kids or something. Yeah. You know, like... You have to still vet people, I think. But I don't know. Just her advice really stuck with me. That's interesting. That's really interesting because it's, I mean, it seems like a simple, simple idea. Yeah. You know, like almost logic's that way sometimes when it's just, it's, it's all around and you're not seeing it. And then all of a sudden it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Like, wow, that was easy. You know, like it, it was that simple to think about things that way. And I'm sure she probably didn't come to it that easy either. But over time, developed yeah. that. I mean, so like. Tying, in, tying a bow on this this subject, but uh, 
going through that where you're you go from you know Yvette on the internet Yvette you know growing up Yvette Yvette on the internet now Yvette you know covet touring all that stuff people everywhere to someone with uh, depression and stuff like that like mm-hmm. that's got to also feel a lot different too like when you when you feel like you said you feel really lonely uh, you know stuff with like self-esteem things like that and then all of a sudden people are like you're the greatest thing i've ever seen you're you know like everything you do is magic that's got to be a mind fuck yeah. you know like how how do you i guess you wouldn't know the difference on how someone without depression or or those issues would process that because you've only processed it how you've processed it but do you think it yeah. do you think it adds another factor there or do you think it's easier to to deal with because you've dealt with the the dark dark and now the really good you know what i mean where you've had both extremes Does that makes sense i mean yeah. i think ultimately i think one thing that's kept me level-headed through all this is i'm my own final judge like mm-hmm. i always you know it's like reading comments or something like negative comments positive comments they're there but ultimately i shouldn't take any of them into consideration in creating my art Mm-hmm. Because I think for me, my art is sacred. For me, it's it's been the reason I kept al- I'm alive. You know, like yeah. if I didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. music and art, I would not be alive today. Just because of what we talked about in the yeah. last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, if I ever let anyone else, everyone, anyone else's voice contaminate that for me, it takes away my power. It takes my control away from from it. And like, what makes me feel so good about making music art and creating is that it's something i get to control for myself and the only rationale i ever need for a decision i make is because i want to do it Mm -hmm. and i like it and if i start considering what other people want or what other people think too much this applies to negative things but even positive things like oh keep doing that because like you know i think it might stunt my growth too like Mm -hmm. I think it might force me to stop making art for myself and start pandering or catering to people too much. And yeah. maybe that is why I will stay, like, not mainstream forever and <laughs> always be not rich. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not going to bend to that. I mean, there's no shame in that either. Like, I totally understand why someone would want to, like, profit off of their art and stuff. Sure. But my dream is to not have to compromise that too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like even if someone gives me a lot of positive feedback it might like it might give me an ego and i'm like super scared of that so i'm always like thank you but at the end of the day it's like do i like it am i proud of it mm-hmm. you know yeah. i think that's also how you keep happy because i know some people who are in this industry who mm-hmm. really really care about the validation in the comments and they're like constantly nervous when they release stuff because they're like oh i hope everyone likes it uh, but for me i'm just like a you know drop and go i'm like here i made this moving on to the next thing yeah. not gonna dwell on it not gonna read the comments people are dicks anyway <laughs> so yeah you know i respect that cause not reading the comments because that could be tempting oh yeah and so like a long van ride yeah. or you got a hotel room to yourself it's like okay 782 comments on this video i made of a guitar riff like Oh, like it's yeah. gotta be tempting to read the comments. Yeah. It'd be one thing if they were like insightful, but I feel like more com- most comments are like, like, doesn't Jen show me your boobs? Like, you know, stuff like that. 
it's not very it doesn't yeah. really add much to surface, <laughs> surface level there. yeah or like you know i wish they'd add a singer like stuff like that so it's it's like at the end of the day cool but we're not writing music for you dude yeah. so well, let's <laughs> talk about that for a second because you do sing you do sing on the do. on on your your uh your solo stuff and it's awesome like i were you you guys probably won't add add vocals to covet probably ever Actually, our next release is oh, a couple here we of go. Okay. We're a couple of indie songs or I think I'm just experiment experimenting with light vocals. Like I think I want to do it because I really hear them there. Mm-hmm. I'm not like forcing them there. It's like for me yeah. it's a necessity. Like when I wrote this riff, I'm just like, "Oh my god, like there's a vocal line that just needs to be there." So mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I'm including it. But okay. it's not like we're going to be like shooting out like rap sections or like screams <laughs> or something you know what I'm just like very light vocals yeah okay that's um, that's see when i listen to your solo stuff too i mean the fact that you're so multi-talented with so many different it seems like you could do anything like it's and i'm not saying that in a in a uh in a way i guess i just i'm i'm blown away when i listen so like we we met last time we did the, the show got your music from monica like this band's great then we started talking about a little bit about you doing solo stuff and mm-hmm. like acoustic things and stuff like that so afterwards of course i got on spotify and i started <laughs> listening to it and i was like the sound guy up there i was just like kind of closed my eyes and i was you oh. know when i was done driving closed my <laughs> eyes and just kind of let it go you know and then i showed my wife and i was like man you you gotta hear this like oh. this girl can do everything it's oh, insane that's very nice. and she's listening so she she i showed her i think um one or two videos before our last interview i was like this is who i'm interviewing you know you gotta check this out she's like gosh she's great i was like put on the piano stuff and let her listen to that she's like who is that and i was like it's Yvette. <laughs> what? Like, and I was like, because she listens to the podcast when she runs. She's a marathon runner, so wow. she has a lot of time to listen. Um. And so she got familiar with, you know, what you do through that. And then so she's like, she was talking about being a, a classical pianist and how that all ties into your story. But it's just fascinating how many. I mean, it's it's gorgeous stuff. And then you post those videos. Just watching you play the piano is absolutely insane. Just I'm just watching your your hands, like, you know, because you watch movies and you watch, you know, of, of great players and stuff like that, and they never show their hands or anything else, like what they're doing. Yeah. But being able to watch and see, what you, you're very open with what you do. Like, you, there's no smoke and mirrors. Yeah. It's just genuine stuff, and it's to me, it's great. You know, I love I love watching it all, and listening to the music. But then, yeah, like I was saying with the vocals, like I think it would fit really well. You know where it's where it's needed. You know yeah. I'm glad you're open to that and, and working on that because I had no idea until I heard heard that I was like sings too. Okay, <laughs> there we go. What else? You yeah. know what else? I never want to close myself up to like possibility. Yeah. I think like for me it's all about like what does this music need, and if it needs some like vocals mm-hmm. to carry it or like to make it more memorable, like I'll happily include it. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, I like. What you said about no smoke and mirrors. I, I really like being transparent because mm-hmm. it makes me, like, it kind of takes a lot of pressure off me to be perfect all the time because then I can show people, like, look, it's nothing complicated. Okay, it is, sometimes it's complicated, but, like, <laughs> it's not like, you know, you can do this too. Like, it's, I'm, this is just how I work. Um, I don't have anything special. I don't have anything expensive. Mm-hmm. My guitars are nice, but, like, you sure. know, you could do this with a simple guitar too. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like 
posting my riffs. I like posting my riffs mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just um, showing people my songwriting progress and yeah. stuff. And then, yeah, I think it. I think a lot of people like that transparency because it makes them feel like, you know, they can, they can relate to it. They can do it too. Sure. Um, yeah. For me, it's all about just like being real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is it's something that is to be respected. You know what I mean? And it's, it takes, like you said, it takes the pressure off. If people know what's it, what to expect, you know, and you can always tell people are waiting for those riffs. Like I, I almost see, cause like you always like, you can see it when you like start laughing or whatever, if you make a mistake or something, it's like, Oh, she is human, you know? Like, yeah. And you can tell people are just waiting, like, oh, she's gonna pull it off, she's gonna pull it off, bam! You can eat that, yeah. it, like even tonight, like there's these little like slingshot moments where you could just kind of feel the tension, like, here it comes, oh, yeah, like, nailed well, it, bam! It. Yeah, I feel yeah. it too. And you feel them scream before I go, to, like when my band cuts out and it's just me, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I even like flinch sometimes. I'm just like, Ugh. I, I was did watching. It. <laughs> you got like the toe pop, and then it's just like, okay, here it comes, and, yeah, just like right, right up there, and then <laughs> you watch the body language of everybody, like and. and uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's having such a good time, but uh, you can feel it. It's like, oh, here it comes. And I think I get that from seats because I follow you on Instagram. So uh-huh. you post, like, if you'll reshare, like, people just, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Like, yeah. those kind of things are like, oh my God, here it is. Yeah. You know? So I always see those moments and I know where they are. And so yeah. it was, yeah, tonight it was like, oh, man. oh, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, nailed it. It okay. is kind of like a sport, like watching ice skating or something. You're like, is she going to nail the triple Lutz? <laughs> like, yeah, she did it. Like, <laughs> man, yeah, that's, that was, that was one of the funnest parts of tonight was waiting for those moments because I knew it. I knew it. This time I got to see the whole set. So, oh, man. So, you're heading home. I wanted to ask you this too because you guys are from San San Jose. San Jose, yes. I thought it was Santa Cruz for some reason. Did you? I'm trying to think time wise here. There's a band called The Pilot's Wife. Did you know of that band in San Jose? It sounds really familiar. I think I've seen them on a flyer. Okay, there was a there we we played shows through San Jose and this band was amazing, and uh, yeah, it was. I ended up managing them for a little while. Wow. And because uh, I, I thought they were great, and Greg, the singer, was uh, just fantastic. He's one of those like charismatic dude. He had no shoes on and was just belting out these amazing uh, lyrics, and his voice was just grabbed you. And so when I thought of that, I, I didn't know if you guys maybe knew each other or anything like that, or played shows with them or anything. But it was mid, like 2007 to 2010. So yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago. Mm. That doesn't. That well, doesn't I mean, if if they're playing shows, I'll go check them out. I'm always. Yeah, they're not now. They're they're done uh, now. But he's he's got a band called Speak Too Shallow. Speaks Too Shallow or Speak Too Shallow. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think they still live in in San Jose. But we played like a dance studio. We mirrors everywhere. It was. Whoa. Weird. It was. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> you could watch yourself from every angle. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so. Let's talk touring because you guys, you, the touring's been getting bigger. You've been playing with some some bigger bands and doing some awesome stuff. Is there anything you've learned the last, you know, anything specific you've learned that that really sticks out to you? You've learned from touring. You're talking about, you know, finding out more about yourself and who you are mm-hmm. and, and what you're capable of doing and and your bandmates as well. Is there anything that stands out over the last year that that you know really is profound with you? Um. Well, I think one thing I've learned is. Well, definitely the interpersonal stuff I'm talking about, mm-hmm, like communication, mm-hmm. organization, yeah. all of that. Those are really useful skills because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's kind of like you run a business, right? And um, your business for everyone to work together. You have to like be on the same page constantly. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like reconciling creative differences and stuff. Like to be able to like kind of put your ego down sometimes and be like, all right, like we'll try this out and like audition this idea. Maybe I'm not crazy about it, but like we'll work together to like make. We do this a lot during music videos. Like we usually in a music video, like I'll come up with like the main concept. Since I since I write the song, like usually I'll have a strong idea of like what I want aesthetically. Yeah. And then we'll all like contribute ideas to it. So at the end, when we're editing, we all sit down with the guy Tom. Um, uh, what's his name? Tom Flynn. Okay. He uh, he does our videos. He's great. He's done um, all of them. We okay. love working with him because yeah. we literally sit down with him at the uh, at the computer and he does the editing. We're like, oh no, we want this shot. Okay, this shot should be Forrest. Oh no, this shot should be David. So we'll all like kind of decide whose shot goes in where and like how we want this timeline to pan out. Mm-hmm. And it's a collaborative thing and I love that because at the end we sit back and we're like so proud and Tom works so fast and I have an air horn ready whenever he does anything sick. I'm just like, bow, bow, bow. Like, you know, it's like a really <laughs> funny process. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... um. So that's like one thing I've learned is how to work as a team and how to communicate mm-hmm. all that. Also, like how to respect each other's space on tour. Mental health is really important. So yeah. sometimes if people need to like take time for themselves or like really learning each other, like what we need when we're down, when we're not mm-hmm. feeling the best, being able to communicate that and like read people's body language, you know, yeah. we're all really sensitive people in the band. So I think we do a pretty good job of like learning each other yeah. and like taking time for ourselves and communicating that too. How do you do that in the van with a, I mean, I know how we did it, but how do you guys do it in the van? When you, uh, you showed me your, your spot, like yeah. your cocoon right in the van, we all, that seat, like, yeah, like this is my area. This is where <laughs> I, this is where I live. I'm it's a such a small of, spot. Yeah. I'm a creature of habit. So I always just take like the small, Mm-hmm. nook and i'm just like they're like a weird animal just like yeah. <laughs> perch in the corner i don't need a lot of space i'm the tiniest one so yeah um i think we all check in on each other in the van and one thing about tour is if there's any bad energy or you know bad vibes i use that as a joke but mm-hmm. like if there's any bad vibes <laughs> <laughs> um you can't hide that shit. Like, everyone's going to know. Yeah. And so one thing is we don't have secrets on tour. Like, if you're going through something bad, like, everyone talks. Like, everyone is involved. Really? Yeah, because otherwise there's so much room for misinterpretation and also displacing your frustration or anger or annoyance. Like, sometimes if something's going wrong and there's something bad, like, it's hard to not take it out in your communication with mm-hmm. other people, especially mm-hmm. if you're stuck in a small space. Yeah. You know, it's hard to hide your pain. So if any, if everyone, you don't have to go into detail, but like if everyone just kind of says like, hey, this happened, I'm not feeling too great. Or even just, I'm not feeling too great. So if I act weird, like it's not you, it's it's this. Then it makes the road a, a lot more um, tolerable for and like nice yeah. for everyone to be in. Because then we, the first thing I do, I don't know about you guys, but... Like, the first thing I do when I see someone is off is I think, oh, my God, like, what did I do? Like, yeah. I just did something yeah. to piss them off. Like, fuck. And so the whole, the whole thing, like, go inside. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's really good to know, like, number one, that I didn't do anything. And number mm-hmm. two, to know what I can do to make my friend feel better. So, yeah. you know, it's, like, that's how a family functions. It's, like, a one big relationship. <laughs> sure. It's a marriage. Yeah. It's a, yeah. We were yeah. never that way. We would just let things fester. <gasps> we had we had one tour where uh, I think two of the guys' girlfriends were fighting Whoa. at home, and each one sided with their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we were in this is so embarrassing. We were in North Carolina, and 
literally they canceled the rest of the tour because of it. They didn't want to play on stage with each other. So one went under the bunk in the back of the van, and the other one sat in the front the entire drive back from North Carolina straight home. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and didn't talk about it. It was just festered until the band. Yeah. Girlfriends that neither of them are with now. <laughs> of course. That's insane. Yeah. Their girlfriends were in a, in a dispute, and they both sided with their girlfriend. And wow. So I was like, fuck you, fuck you. And that was it. I was like, hey, uh, so we're going to head home. Uh, what? Okay, and that was the most awkward drive home because we're one's under the bunk, one's in the front, and no one wants to talk about it. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Like this was before, I hate saying before mental illness, but before it was so much in the forefront. Like people mm-hmm. still didn't talk about it. You know, like over the last 10 years or so, it seems like it's become a lot more, people have become a lot more open with, with things to yeah. where it's more, when you say mental illness, a lot more comes to mind than, you know, when someone would just literally say mental illness, okay, they're depressed. Yeah. Or they're suicidal. Not everything else on the yeah. spectrum. You know what I mean? Where Even there's so much more. Disorders, like, yeah. I, I'm an anxious person. Like, in my body language, you know, my van, my bandmates know me really well. They're really good at reading when, when something's off. So they're, when my body language, like, sometimes gets really stiff and I become, mm-hmm. like, more robotic and less like emotional or like friendly or compassion they'll even like call me out on that like hey what's up i notice you're being really tense and robotic yeah like <laughs> yeah actually they have a nickname for me when i'm like that it's robo vet because i'm just like <laughs> completely not human anymore like <laughs> yeah 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 but it's just the coping thing for sure. me sure so i think it's just we have a really special unique friendship i think i'm really fortunate and grateful that i'm in a band with my friends because not a lot of people have that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like session guy, or it's like we don't know each other that well. We're just in a band. Or sometimes yeah. it's we fucking hate each other. And yeah. if we weren't in a band together, I would murder this person. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's that bad. So I'm lucky that I have the easiest. I think I always want it to be like that. Yeah. To just be in a band with my friends. Was Forrest new at the last show that that you guys played here? Was it his first tour with you guys? I thought I heard something about that. One of his first. I mean, One. he's he's he done like some touring with us prior but okay um yeah i guess uh he's the newest member of the band okay but he he fits into that whole that whole scenario there they fits into the family yeah which is cool to see like actually more close not this is not harping on my last drummer at all but i think like i mean force was david's friend and they played in mm -hmm. a band originally and then our last drummer he wasn't like any of our friends prior he kind of just joined yeah and he was cool but you know some things you just can't put up with on the road you know sure you just learn what you can tolerate what you can't mm-hmm. and Forrest joined the band and it's great because we already have pre-existing chemistry and yeah. a relationship prior to the band so you want something else to drink oh okay okay What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. 
We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equalvision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and B-Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like the shadows. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. 
that gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. No problem. <laughs> the kept coming over and, uh, do you know this guy over here? Huh? Do you know this yeah, guy over uh, here? Yeah, it's just a student. But it's, oh, it's, we can it's, pause it for a second if you want. He looks like he's waiting to, to oh, say something okay. real quick. Let's, um, let's pause let's real quick. Let's pause it really quick. And we're back. Yeah. And we're back. I've never actually done that before. <laughs> that worked. Okay. Maybe you can put in some mushroom head I've as an interlude and then, <laughs> yes. and we're back. <laughs> You were listening to. <laughs> you were listening to the. What is it? The Lesser Slipknot? I don't know what it would be called. Can you put there. Mushroom Head as the intro music for this episode? I can. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be amazing. I love that. Because people would be expecting Covet, because yeah. I play music. If it's a musician, you know, it's not always a musician. You know what's fucking crazy? You know, I, I guess I shouldn't say this on, on the air. Well, it doesn't matter. Monday, I'm talking to Machete, Danny Trejo, no the way. actor. Yeah. Anyway. So it's not always a musician, and I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about. Oh, boy. But Maybe his publicist ask, reached out, and I was like, serious? Ask okay. Ask him his death row meal. I will. Because he's he hasn't been on death row. He's been to prison, but not... <laughs> he says he's been to every prison in California. Wow. Like every federal really? prison in California. Wow. Have you ever been to jail? I've never been to jail. Oh, uh, I've... Yeah, I've never been to jail. I used to... Okay, so I taught... I studied um, visual performing arts education, uh-huh. um, and one of the classes I took was art therapy in, um, like, as a form of rehabilitation mm-hmm. for inmates. So the one time I went to jail was just to do like an art project with some inmates, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Okay. I've never committed a crime. How did that go? It was fun. Um, they wouldn't put us with like murders or something. Like, they would. Like, all right, here's some crayons. Like and, they don't like, want to draw as well. They don't want to do art. Like, Please, can you draw what you did? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ask them. Yeah, we're gonna make a comic about yeah what you did. Yeah. Like, Tell, tell me what they said you did. Draw yeah. what they said you it's did. It's a flip book. Yeah. You're gonna have to draw the murder scene. Like. Oh my like, god. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't do that, but um, it was fun. Most of it was just for people who were drug trafficking and stuff, mm-hmm. or like just very 
minor, minor. white collar crime or yeah. not even white collar i guess that's a little different but yeah um yeah. but that's yeah i've never had a run-in with the law yeah you know? <laughs> not yet not give yet. it time hmm? give it time give it time, give it time. this I've is a good challenge for the next time i have you better go to jail before we <laughs> talk again because we're gonna talk about this <laughs> i have accidentally vandalized something before accidentally vandalized something yeah that's a crime right can you get no you just get fined for that yeah you i think you get it fine but you wouldn't go to jail right how do you accidentally vandalize something well like you um, mess something up yeah but you're actually a form of vandalism my friend said i own this wall let's spray paint something funny on it this is an oh. art school and so i was like oh cool you own a wall sure <laughs> and then he's like just kidding this isn't my wall my landlord's gonna be so pissed but i'm moving away oh, so haha. what a fucker i know i was like oh no i'm complicit <laughs> <laughs> it was innocent yeah it was, it was innocent. innocent they told you fine <laughs> did you what you what'd you put on it i think i just spray painted like a butt i don't know i thought just it was spray funny. painted a big ass a big on the butt. That's yeah a pretty big much butt on the, big old on booty the, why does butt sound big butt sounds more intense than a big ass big ass i feel like, like big i drew a big ass. butt on it it sounds more offensive <laughs> than a big you know i don't know i don't know big derriere large big derriere, derriere a large derriere <laughs> some serious glutes <laughs> but a big old corpulent tush <laughs> That sounds like a metal corpulent band. Corpulent tush. We are corpulent That's like, de- was it, decrepit birth and, uh, <laughs> yeah, corpulent, cor- <laughs> fuck, yeah. Okay, yeah, you got to go to jail and start a death metal band before I'm the down. next chat. Corpulent tush. So I'm going to take this into a whole other direction here, which I was it. thinking in my head earlier, but now we're talking about hilarious things. But <laughs> So, one thing, when my, my wife's mom was passing of cancer, they brought in a woman that all she did was come in and play harp. Wow. For people that are, you know, in the final stages mm-hmm. of life when they can't communicate and it's supposed to soothe them. Have you ever thought about doing something like that with what you do, like your talents, where you can play? I mean, the, the stuff you're playing is, is beautiful, and it's. but have you ever thought of doing it that way? There's all sorts of things now that's also ties to mental illness and disorders with, with anxiety and things like that. I have a friend that reads books mm-hmm. and whispers them. Like ASMR? You know what it is? Yeah. I didn't know what that was. Oh, yeah. And she's like reading Dr. Seuss, but she's whispering it or like... It helps people relax. Yeah. I think. Have you ever thought about using what you do in that realm? Well, yeah, I guess uh, when I release music and stuff, I I write it for my own therapy and Mm -hmm. to tell like like whatever stories I want to tell. And I always say like, yo, like, I guess um, I hope this music like the messages in my acoustic album are all like mm-hmm. that of like you know you're depressed you're sad but like let's heal from this let's like move on yeah um and i i always hope that when someone listens to it they'll be uplifted or they'll mm-hmm. feel like something is beautiful i think music has such a transformative like power to it like i remember recently i went to an olafur and alts concert mm-hmm. and this is fresh out of a breakup and i just felt like so so low and so like unhappy like i was just like i can't believe like you know um i went through that and i can't believe i like lowered myself so much and i felt like pretty worthless mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. sad and then i went to see this guy perform olafur and alts my freaking hero and I just remember feeling like 
the gray cloud that was hovering over me was just just dissipated like it was just not there anymore and I felt like yeah. really genuinely uplifted and the whole time I was on the edge of my seat just watching him like holding my breath just feeling like so overwhelmed by like the beauty that I was experiencing and it was just so genuine and I remember so quiet like you could hear a pin drop it was just mm-hmm. such a cool experience to see and I left that concert feeling like really good like I, I had no I went from feeling really negative about the world to just feeling very optimistic and positive. And um, I think that's what the power that a live concert can do for people. Yeah. Um, or even like closing your eyes and listening to music or like listening mm-hmm. to ASMR just like relaxes you. It like has like a psychological impact on mm-hmm. your body. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think when I write music, I think about that. Of course, I'm not like making it my primary goal. I'm sorry sure. for myself, but like, sure. you know, I I try to keep the messages positive, just because, like, I don't think music has to be positive. But mm-hmm. for me, like, in the process of working through my pain, like, to transform it into something beautiful and positive yeah. is important for me because it's like recontextualizing everything into something new, and so that yeah. like old horrible memories will disappear. Sure. <laughs> you know. Well, what does that look like for you now? With with I mean, we talked deeply about. Uh, your story last time we talked, but what like now when you talk about being lonely, and you know, what does that look like for you now when you when you're going through that to then get to where you're creating? You know what I mean? The thing that, the thing that when you say you're working through your pain, you know, working out, you know, whether it be through painting, music, whatever. But your artwork is fascinating too. To jump off topic onto that too, but. <laughs> Like the the cover of that 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 release where it's all it's a how like I think you posted pieces of it as you were working oh, on yeah, it yeah. and it's like this nice little house and then all of a sudden it's fire out of every and smoke coming out of every way. but it's done in a way that it's not shocking yeah it's peaceful yeah that was what I was that going was for so fucking weird to me because <laughs> if I was walking down the street and I saw that picture like I wouldn't be like. Oh, it was, it was like, Oh, like it was relaxing. And I think it was, I don't know if it was the symmetry or the colors or the, the, the shape of the flames or what it was that was calming about it. Normally a house on fire is not, is not calming, but this had that effect on me, which was what you were going for. That's awesome. Yeah. It makes me so happy that you said that because literally my goal was something chaotic depicted mm -hmm. in a peaceful, tranquil manner. Yeah. So that it's no longer like upsetting. It's like almost like beautiful to watch that destruction happen. I know it sounds like crazy, but no, it's, it's, (laughs) that's exactly what I got out of it. And I'm thinking it, maybe it was the, the, cause it was like, um, was it? It was paint. It was paint, right? It wasn't like grease yeah. pens or anything like that. So I'll pull it up right m- now. Maybe what I'm thinking really was calming about it was the way the flames were shaped. They weren't shaped like traditional flames and fire. They were kind of like scooping out of the windows. Yeah, and the like doors like billowing a, into a big cloud. Exactly. It was like Bob Ross. Like it was just like this really peaceful. And then also there were doves in there. Yeah, it was all sorts of great stuff. Like it was, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I wanted to have some doves and like the grass is like really peaceful mm-hmm. and like blowing. This is inspired by I was sitting at a lake in Las Gatas, Lake Fasona, mm-hmm. late at night. Like it was kind of like this time of day where the sun is set, is setting and there's like mm-hmm. a little bit of sil- um, sliver of light 
in the horizon. Yeah. And I remember seeing this big mansion in the distance. Actually, it's funny. This is the mansion from my music video for Yearn. So I, I like. I hope this person doesn't see their their house and see that I have <laughs> lit it on fire with yes. my art. <laughs> Maybe I should write them a letter, send them a fruit basket. Um, <laughs> basket of sundry Here, have, goods. Sorry I set your house on fire. Uh, edible arrangements. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, but I remember seeing that mansion, and mm. I was like, what if that mansion just blew up? Like, I would probably feel like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm just blow up. But it would be so, like, beautiful, you know? Yeah. Because like, I'm added, I'm removed. It's like watching fireworks or something. Sure. From a distance. Like, yeah. you're safe. Because you're still at peace here. You're you're in the safe zone. Yeah. Like, maybe it's the view, too, that you're viewing it from a safe spot, a vantage yeah. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we always watch. Like, we could be sitting in our nice warm bed at home watching awful things on yeah. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you know, my son likes to watch people, like, the America's Funniest Videos when people get hit in the nuts and stuff like that. Yeah. He loves it. But we're watching that destruction chaos from a from a safe place. Yeah. That, that may have had something to do with it, too. But I remember, like, I felt genuine feelings when I looked at this. But it wasn't terror. It wasn't sadness. It was peace. I'm which glad. Which is crazy. And... Like a lot of your stuff, like a lot of your artwork is very peaceful to me. Like it's it, it's same with the music and the, and the music on here. It's it's insane. Like it's it. I've always loved piano music. Me too. Since I was little, my mom had a like a double disc piano music, and it was all classic songs done on piano. And I would just kind of get lost in it because I hadn't really discovered what I liked musically yet. And so it was still oh, I kind of I kind of like that that melody. Right, yeah. where it wasn't like, oh, this is so and so doing this, you know what I mean? So that maybe took me back to a simpler time too, like where because I haven't listened to a lot of piano music since then. So you know much what I mean? But amazing it's, uh, piano music out there, yeah. Soundtrack. So that's like what I thrive off of. The composition is like, and then I'm really taking like I know I play really notey stuff. Mm -hmm. Some of the newer cover is going to be more like restrained and less notey, yeah. just because I've taken a fascination to like just minimalism and having large spaces and like yeah. a lot of my effects sound better too if I just let it breathe a bit. Yeah. You talked about this on, uh, was it Reverb? Yeah. Yeah, where you talked about the break in yeah. uh, where you let the other guys like just go to town while you're just riding this, this uh, everything kind of drops off and you're talking about it kind of gives the other the guys in the band a chance to to shine yeah you know that's one because thing. it is very noty like everything's very but it's <laughs> dense it's almost like you're like you're keeping a um a volleyball in the air you know or like something in the air where it's allowed to come down a certain amount and then it's but it's like again it's calming like you're being kind of carried along on this journey yeah. you know what i mean you're kind of lifted up and kind of just bounce like almost like crowd surfing very gently you know what i mean yeah. but like but then it gets so intense, and then there's so much dynamic to it, you know? That's another thing that just, yeah, blows my mind with what you guys are doing. Oh, but, um, yeah, the artwork thing, though. Like, it's the fact that you can put something on paper and have it, you know, affect someone, like it did me, where you got your point across, is so cool. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, you know? That's the highest music, compliment I can ever get, is when... Like, it feels so good when your intention translates mm -hmm. and people get the same thing. Like, even when I write a song, I'm like, I remember that last song in our set, Howl. Mm -hmm. Someone said, that song, the last song you played, like, is that new? At the time, it was new. I was yeah. like, yes. And he was like, that made me feel weird. That made me feel really, like, ambivalent. And I was just like, 
Yes, because I wanted it to be like, on one hand, it's like, like, like it sounds like so, mm, like it's it's like heavy and like kind of tragic almost, like it, like anguish. Yeah. But then there's like a dancey moment, so mm-hmm. it's like just really confusing. And I wanted to try to write a confusing, emotionally confusing song. Well, it's all, about well, you play in open tunings too, so it's like yeah. a lot of it's very like. Uh, I guess I don't know the tech. I don't know a lot of music theory. I could play guitar, but I don't know music theory. But like, it sounds a lot in the major key. Yeah. I guess where it's like the 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 melodies resolve. Yeah. The way they're supposed to, somewhat. Yeah. To where uh, bands like like Poison the Well and stuff like that will take it in a weird situation, which almost makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. But the fact that that song has all that heaviness in it with it playing an open tuning is also pretty impressive. To where it's like a it's getting that darkness yeah. out of it you know I've and you guys get into it too like you can tell David lets his, his bun down and like his <laughs> hair's out and he's just rocking out it's like, yeah everyone just opens up for this big closer like it's super fun playing like big large chords like I'm really inspired by like Pelican and stuff oh I remember god yes I freaking love Pelican you, 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 you can inspired. say it you fucking love Pelican I fucking, fucking love, Pelican. love Pelican that band is unreal so good and they are so good like they are so repetitive but it's like so sick i love it yeah. it's almost like meditative for me to like hear mm-hmm. like their riffs and their tones don't even get me started i just like i'm such a pelican Dude, fan girl that crunch that band has some crunch like that australasia <sighs> oh uh, my god fuck, that where it just starts and it just like takes you just like down two pegs like just like crushes you and then builds you back up again and then and play then the intervals you I, I love like yeah. just like a lot i love like a lot minor second shit mm-hmm. like the stuff where you hear like oscillation of yeah. two pitches like i love that and like with the right gear just hearing like how mm-hmm. it like ah oh, it's my favorite i've been like really inspired by them Really inspired by Cloakroom, this other band. They're really amazing tones. You should check out Cloakroom. I they're will. So good. I absolutely so will. So good. Like, yeah, they're like more like grungy, yeah, like darky, yeah. shoegazy almost. Like, um, the whole post rock thing is crazy now too. Like I with love all it. the, it's awesome. And you, once you get into it, you can find at least thirty bands oh, that yeah. are amazing that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And they're your favorite thing, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, there's this band. Um, the end of the ocean. Have you heard them? Yes, they're on EVR. They're so good. Trish is going to come on the show, uh, plays guitar for them. Fascinating band. The music's yeah. great, but there's literally you could go into a post rock like cave. And, and there's just, so many different kinds. There's like post metal, post yeah. rock, like hammock, yeah, like ambient ambient stuff. Um, there's like literally entire playlists on YouTube that's like ambient instrumental post rock. Like you know, yeah, it's cool. It's like great music to just drive to and like. That's my favorite thing to drive to, actually, is, mm-hmm. like, beautiful, atmospheric things, because it really makes life, like, beautiful, like, or, like, not even beautiful, but, like, it just matches, it just creates, like, a mood, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I'm living life more when I'm, when I'm feeling everything, like, seeing the visuals, like, hearing the music, like, feeling the emotions. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me feel alive. Music is my jug, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love to hear your playing through. Like, I, do you listen to Boris at all? Boris. Have you heard Boris? Yeah. Uh, Wata, her rig. I would love to hear you play through that rig. That <laughs> just massive, like, I don't know, was it three stacks? Like yeah. all that wattage, and that power. And but to just listen to you play through something with that much, like. Mass, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you're playing right now through. You're playing. Is it AC thirty? AC thirty, yeah. Yeah, 
I wonder what would happen if you plugged into something like I that. I would love that. Right now, I, I, I'm trying to find ways to sound like beefier and fuller. Probably like two amps, like stereo, yep. stereo would be even mm-hmm. cool. But I just am too lazy to load that. <laughs> well, you got to think you could do. You have a lot of stereo, stereo effects. Like mm-hmm. you, you could run two two amps. Yeah. And have a true stereo delay, reverb, all that stuff. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I would. I would maybe for future touring, I'd yeah. have to play with that more. But that'd be really sick. You start playing with some, get, get you some sun gear. Yeah. Some sun amps, those guys would take you to that. You'd turn it up to two and you wouldn't hear anyone else. I just ran it's into insane. them at Earthquaker. Oh, the, oh, the, uh, the, wait, what? Sun, the band? Oh, the band. No, I'm talking the amps. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they play the sun amps. That's where they got the name. But they were built here in, in Wilsonville, Oregon Dang. in the 70s. I would, I would love to yeah. try that out. They're insane. I have one. You can try it. It's awesome. Yo. It's insane. Next time. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, next time. <laughs> uh, the other part, I was going to ask you if you heard, uh, I, I, I butcher his name. Uh, is it Kihei or Chihei Hatakiyama? I've never heard. I'll have to send you some stuff. He's very atmospheric, too. He, I heard him through Henry Rollins' radio show. Oh, cool. And he like buys everything the guy does, and it's fascinating. It's it's beautiful atmospheric wow. music. Anyway, I'll send you. I'm a really big fan of um, uh, on the topic of sad piano shit. Yeah. Um, soundtrack music stuff. Ryuichi Sakamoto. I love him. We're gonna have to swap some stuff because okay, I don't. I've, I'm not really, okay. Perfect. I'll I do have, the like, same. Because please. Yeah. I'm like I can nerd out over this shit all day. I get so excited <laughs> to like talk about it. That's awesome. I, I and but it's so fun because I. It's awesome because I, I like all these things you're doing and I feel connected to it. You know what I mean? Like it feels special to me, Aww. you know, but I love that we can just talk about whatever, you know what I mean? And it's cool. We kind of met through the show like, yeah, and kept in touch and, and doing it again. And like, I, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. I have I, to say, I've also enjoyed hearing your stories like on the road. It really like opens my eyes. I'm like, wow. Like. Everyone goes through some shit. Oh, like, man. It's, yeah. Everyone has them, too. I mean, that's what touring, you yeah. find out what you're made of. Yeah. If everyone could do it at least once in their life, yeah. I think people would be a lot different to each other. It's not a, the you road know? isn't a place for people who can't be uncomfortable, like need their comfort. I yeah. feel like it's, it, people will have, a, if you need to be like constantly comfortable and like in your safe zone, like, yeah. I don't think you'll be very happy touring. Sure. It's about like, relinquishing what you need and yeah. like you know i mean roughing it i think i mean for some people who make it big immediately they mm-hmm. don't go through that but i'm so glad that i'm being hazed this way because it's yeah. really character building and it really makes you it gives you grit mm-hmm. i feel like i've i've grown a lot as a person because of the experiences that i've dealt with on the road and yeah. like hardships and stuff like that it makes you really appreciate what you have absolutely and you can it changes you and Watching what happens to someone when they get their comfort taken away and they can't have it back yeah. until they get to a certain point yeah. is really humbling, too, to watch how they deal with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some people are that way but want it bad enough, th- yeah. what they're doing, that they will let their comfort get taken away and then watch how they deal with it and come to grips with it and then yeah. build themselves. It's like the military where they break you down to nothing and then yeah. build you up to what they want. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's, to me, that's a really, really valuable trait to be really versatile and flexible mm-hmm. and to be able resilient, like yeah. to work with the shitty cards you're dealt with. I think if I had to guess one trait that like successful people have, it's like the ability to be like really thrifty and resilient. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's so much shit out of your control. Mm-hmm. And 
if there's you, really nothing in your control almost yeah. like almost nothing yeah. you know what i mean it's just it can all be taken away so fast absolutely and you and can do nothing about it yeah i think that's one thing that helped me get over my like OCD eating disorder mm-hmm. thing too is realizing that holy shit like I can't control anything so I might as well just have a good time yeah and like try to like you enjoy know, the ride, ride. This wave yeah you know surf your analogies well it's <laughs> awesome because you're creating that ride for a lot of people you know what I mean like this this experience you had at that concert where it totally lifted you up mm-hmm. and and took you out of where you were at you do that every night yeah you if may I, not think about it every day but you literally do that every time it you pick up a guitar in front of people you know <laughs> it's probably good you don't think about it but yeah it's cool to maybe sit back every once in a while and be like wow maybe i helped someone out tonight you know if, maybe you know it, i guess that's kind of a cheesy way to look at it but you know if you think of this tour has been how many months three oh this tour has just been a month and a half oh but you guys but you guys have been out like pretty constantly for what Oh, yeah. Almost, what, five or six months? Something yeah, like something that? like that. I think so I've you had think a how many people you've played in front of and how many of those people you've changed, you know? How many yeah. people you've physically made a change in their body? That it's power is insane. Crazy. I don't think people think about it enough it's and a respect it enough. I know you do, but I don't think enough people respect the power they have. That's what know? I mean. When I think about that, and I think about how many people kind of are watching what I do, mm-hmm. watching what I say, taking what I say and do to heart, even making decisions based off of my decisions. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of responsibility. I think another thing I've become increasingly aware of is I have to treat that responsibility with a lot of respect mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of thoughtfulness and, like, in- intention, intentionality. Is that a word? Intentionality? Mm-hmm. Intentionalness? Intention. Just Yeah, just intention. To, to have intention. intention in what I do. <laughs> And to be deliberate about my choices yeah. because, um, I don't know, it's a lot of responsibility. Like People come up to me after a show and just tell me something really heavy that happened to them. And then I'm like paralyzed with the right thing. To, I don't know what, what the right thing to say mm-hmm. is. I don't know what the right thing to do is. All I can do is just be myself. Yep. Um, and my worst fear is for someone to misinterpret like something or to like think like oh I, she was dismissive or yeah she gave me really bad advice so that's one thing i'm just like oh my gosh this is like so much responsibility having this platform i think you have to respect it um i was just talking with this about some people earlier we were talking about actually last night at the seattle show uh-huh. i was just talking with some fans in the topic of people who like are in elevated positions like people who have like a fan base and mm-hmm. have people who look up to them who abuse their power and like do things like maybe um like uh sexually harass someone or oh yeah yeah do do just like you know yeah. hashtag me too shit and yep. i was just saying like man what i really detest the most about that is just someone abusing their power to like kind of take advantage of someone who just idolizes you and like does not like look it looks at you through rainbow lenses and like mm-hmm. you can do no wrong like I feel like you really have to like treat those people with a lot of respect and and to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you can end up doing a lot of horrible things. And I feel like someone who uses their position in this industry to, to commit atrocities like that, mm-hmm. like I hope they don't have a career because yeah. that's like such an abusive power. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that sounds harsh, but that's how I feel. No, that's fine. And that's I mean, you're also in an interesting position too, being a female in in music alone you know what i mean like where i'm sure there's people out there that view you differently than they would as a male you know what i mean or like oh uh there was a joke where did i see this maybe it was on instagram there was a shirt 
I, was it a homemade shirt? You probably know what I'm talking about. It said, oh, uh, it I only like Covet because... The guitarist is a girl and she cheats at guitar. And she cheats at... Yeah. That shirt's funny. I printed it as merch because somebody said that about me and I was just like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I'm going to make money off of your comment. <laughs> but, there was, but see, that's the thing. Like, where people take that stuff... What is it? That, um, so I was going to tell you this uh, beforehand. I forgot to, but I was looking so... Because the last episode we did, you know, an episode image for whatever. So I just typed it into Google and uh, kind of looking through for trying to get an idea of which one I wanted to use for this episode. And one came up and it was it was for a website. Oh, what was it called? Asian something. But it wasn't like a porn site. But it was definitely (laughs) a it was like a picture. You had like your arm up because you have like a tattoo on the back and it was like your arm up like this. And it was like from here up, and it was so like Google will give you the website like underneath it, and it was something that was like, what? And it wasn't what you would think it would be, you know what I mean? But it was like being objectified, I guess, for something other than what you're doing, you know what I mean? I like, didn't even realize this that that that's website. I was on this website. That's so funny. Yeah, and it's like, it, but it's all just. Asian women, like, it's like, like in in entertainment or whatever else. That thing is so weird. I, yeah. I get, I get. But this is this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, the, you're in an interesting position because it's it's out there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, but it's fucking stupid. Like. I was gonna. It's it's funny you mention that because I get people walking up to me just asking me if I have heard of all these other Asian musicians, and I'm just Asian like you all know musicians. each other or something. Yeah. Like, I'm like, like as if we're like the Asian Illuminati or some shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yes, those are bands. Like, what, why are you mentioning them to me? That's yeah. so weird. But and I realized I just did the same thing with Boris. Oh, no. But okay. it was because that rig is... The rig. I, I would put that on a t-shirt, that rig, because of the... I mean, I, there's very few like it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I totally did the same thing. And no, I, no, no, not but intentionally, but... But you didn't make it about... I think you made it about gear. So yeah. So literally are like... Oh, you should totally uh, collaborate. <laughs> yeah, with call call Watt up right now and uh, yeah, yeah, you guys should up. kiss. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I want to see you guys kiss. Oh, that's a comment. That's a comment you got to yeah. put under there. Oh, like, my God. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do fetishize like Asian women. It's really weird. I, I get yeah. it at shows all the time, and a lot of people also um, they like to attribute everything Asian people do to them being Asian, which is yeah. annoying. It's like, yeah. Fuck me! I didn't just practice twelve hours. Yeah. It's just because I'm Asian. Yeah. That's why I'm great at math, and I don't yeah, have right. cats in the house. Or yeah. I, I, but <laughs> don't put me in a car because I will crash it. <laughs> you did tell me you don't drive a lot. I don't on drive tour. a lot on this tour. That's what. Because of the trailer, it freaks me out. Because of the trailer. We Blame just hit a car today. What? We just hit a car today. We were turning. I wasn't driving. Oh, okay. It wasn't me, Shaggy. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> we were turning a corner, and I just grazed the fucking light off a car and I was just like yep that's why I don't drive oh my god that freaks me out that'll do it yeah <laughs> yes Gosh. oh my god well Yvette man I have we're we, wow hour and 20 minutes already sick dude I'm a, I'm gonna let you get back to your night because I'm, I'm monopolizing you your band had to load out without you which um, was awesome to watch by the way yeah it's so funny so <laughs> Forrest and David are listening to this uh yeah that's funny. But I do I really appreciate you coming back on the show and Anytime. being so rad about everything. I mean and I like love I said, hanging. It feels I, like hanging out. It's awesome. It is. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're literally hanging out in the same spot we did last time and yeah. the waiter was like, What are you guys doing? A pocket. Oh, cool, okay. It's 
sick. They're so Left chill us alone up to, Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, but yeah, I'm stoked for new music and more artwork. And uh, yeah, this is this has been great. Thank it you so much, Dewey. Hey, you bet. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Miss Yvette Young from Covet. And guys, what an amazing person. I love chatting with Yvette. You know, she's so sweet and always checking in and, and seeing how things are going and, and so engaged and switched on. And what a talent, man. I mean, musically, just a phenom, you know, like it's she, anything she touches just turns to gold. And it's 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 amazing. And hearing her story, too, makes it even more sweet um, on what she'd gone through growing up and, and everything else. So if you heard this conversation, you have not heard the last. Go back and listen to the first episode with Yvette where we go through her childhood and, and you know, all the struggles she had, you know, how she even came to learning to play guitar in the hospital, going through all sorts of stuff. And it, it's a really deep episode, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this. It really felt good to put this out today, um, you know, while I'm still going through dealing with dad. So, I, and again, guys, thank you so much for the the voicemails and the emails and the the messages. It really means a lot. So, I'm going to get out of here. This is a, a short intro outro. I don't have a lot to say right now, but I just wanted to get this out there and and uh, keep things rolling along. Like I say, Pop's funeral is on Friday. We're going to put that to rest. And after that, hopefully I'll be more uh, inclined to, to talk more and, and, and put more out there. But right now, just want to keep things going and, and uh, get stuff out there for you guys. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to reach out, email peerpleasurepod at gmail.com, all the socials. Um, but just take care of yourselves, take care of each other, uh, hug someone today, let them know you love them because it may be the last time. And I really, really appreciate, you know, knowing you guys are out there with me. It makes things a lot easier as, as, as easier as it can get, you know, it's, um, it's just, yeah, things are still going crazy. So thanks for bearing with me. I know, uh, somber tone to this one, but, um, I really hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'll try to be back next week, if not next week, the week after, and things will get back to normal schedule as we, we put everything to rest. But once again, thank you guys so much for being out there. Thanks to Yvette and the Covet guys for reaching out and checking in on us, and, and uh, as always, we'll see you on the radio.
Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.